Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is the Graybar Sports Open Line. Goes bit swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. On a Thursday evening, we welcome you in. It's time for another Graybar Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. My name is Matt Paul. You have you for the next two hours, a full two-hour edition of the program. A lot of times on uh, Thursday nights, we get cut a little bit short, but not this Thursday night as we are with you till 8 o'clock this evening. As always, if you want to join the program, you can do so by calling or texting 314-436-7900. That's 314-436-7900. Or you can tweet at me. At Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Coming up on the program today, Dan Zimborski is going to join us in about 10 minutes. We'll talk uh, the World Series and baseball with him. Uh, Levi Weaver from The Athletic will join us at about uh, 6.35, and uh, we'll talk baseball with him and talk through the World Series. Jay Jaffe is going to join us next hour. So uh, we've got a lot to get to over the course of uh, this two hours, and this is going to be a very baseball-heavy edition of the program the day after the World Series comes to an end. The Rangers knock off the Diamondbacks yesterday by a 5 nothing score. The score is not indicative of the way the game was played and, and how good of a game it actually was. Uh, it's one nothing there for a while until the Rangers are able to uh, put together a four-spot there in the ninth inning that made it look one-sided from a pitching standpoint. Nathan Eovaldi, he kind of worked in and out of trouble Gave up four hits and issued five walks over the course of six innings. Was able to come up, though, with some strikeouts and uh, some other plays made to get out of it. Zach Gallen was nothing short of fantastic for the Diamondbacks. He had a no-hitter going for a while before uh, he eventually gives up a run on three hits over six and a third innings. So, yeah, that's... um. I don't want to sit here and tell you how great of a World Series it was. It was the World Series, so it was great simply because it was the World Series, and the World Series is awesome. Uh, but it was kind of a it was, it was a ho hum edition of the World Series this year. The games were good, not great. Uh, yeah, the, the greatest individual performer this year in the playoffs was Adolis Garcia. He doesn't finish the World Series because of injuries. So I don't know. It wasn't. It was not. It was not the World Series. The pro- in fact, the uh, the one of the uh, big executives at Fox, the younger Murdoch, I saw that he had some sort of earnings call or something today, and he was lamenting the ratings for the World Series. I, I was on with uh, with the DGS for for a while today, and Kevin Wheeler and I got into this a bit. It was still a well rated World Series, just in the sense of total number. Like there was 
Nothing else was competing against it. Nothing else would compete against it outside of NFL football. NFL football is the single biggest driver when it comes to television ratings. It is in, it's in a literal league of its own. So comparing anything against the NFL, the NFL is going to win. Just That's just the way it's going to be. But comparing the baseball ratings, even though they were lower than they have been before, uh, they were still good from a, from just a big-picture standpoint. They weren't what executives at Fox would have liked because they've been higher previously, and you had a you had a Diamondbacks team that was not overly compelling. You had a Rangers team that I think was compelling, but it, you did not have a national brand involved. You didn't have a Yankees. You didn't have a Red Sox. You didn't have a Cardinals. You didn't have a Dodgers. Uh, you didn't have a Cubs. You think about the national brands when it comes to baseball, the teams that really do have a national following, and certainly Arizona does not have that. And honestly, the Texas Rangers don't have that as well. Texas brought along with them a large market because they're in uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth uh, market. So that was that was probably the one ratings thing that was good for this World Series is you were able to get uh, one of the teams from that market, and that's a nice market to have. But... It was a low. It was a low-rated World Series comparatively. It was a high-rated World Series when you just look at it for uh, for what it was. And then the games again. They just they weren't overly compelling. But that's that's okay. You're not going to have just this great. Everybody remembers it. World Series every single year. I don't think that takes anything away from it. I would I would more argue that when you do have World Series like that, you're adding to it. I don't think when you kind of have this standard World Series that you're taking anything away from it. And I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm a little bummed that from a TV rating standpoint. What have I liked for more people to be paying attention to this thing? Yeah, I, I mean, I love baseball. I want, I want baseball's championship to be on full display. I know there were some people that were still frustrated by the matchup just in terms of the teams that played well in the regular season not being rewarded for the regular season that they had. That's the randomness of the playoffs. I think more often than not, that's more good than bad. I also think we're, um, I think we're kind of putting down the Texas Rangers when we have that conversation. That was a good Texas team. They were, they were tied with the Houston Astros with nine, with a 90 and 72 record. If they would have won one more game, and would have not played in the wild card series. I, the, the narrative would be different, and it shouldn't be. They they were a good team, and for a while there, in the first couple months of the season, they were one of the best teams in baseball. They kind of had a midseason lull, and then they turned it back around late in the year. But that was a good team. the The Rangers and the Astros had the exact same record, and if it would have been the Astros in the World Series, nobody would have been complaining about the fact that there were these upsets and things, unexpected things were happening. But we had those conversations with the Rangers, and it came down to a tiebreaker. The two teams had identical 90-72 and 72 records, so I was fine with it. More importantly, though, we can put a bow on the actual season. I feel like you know, from a Cardinals standpoint, as we try to recenter this conversation to Cardinals baseball, I do feel like we've kind of been running in place since July. Same topics, you know, when the season was going on, there were some things that happened in games that kind of mattered, but not really. And now we're finally at a point. We're five days out from free agency opening. We're going to start to hear rumors about 
this team is talking to this agent and this team is talking to this agent and it sounds like this player is asking for this. Like finally those things are going to start happening. We can finally start to have those kind of conversations. The hot stove can start to warm up. It's going to be a while till that thing is really hot. It's going to be December. It's going to be the winter meetings uh, probably at the very earliest. But we can start to have these conversations, and those are good conversations to be able to have. All right, uh, Dan Samborski, one of our favorite people to be able to talk baseball with. He is going to uh, join us in just a moment or so. Don't go anywhere. It's a great bar sports open line on KMOX. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Back at it here on a Thursday night. We are efforting the great Dan Zimborski, senior writer for Fangraphs. We've got a, a lot of Fangraphs stuff tonight. Jay Jaffe is going to uh, join us at uh, 720, so in about an hour. The 20 after segments being dominated today by Fangraphs as we talk uh, all things baseball with uh, those two guys. So hopefully we will have uh, Dan Zimborski joining us uh, on the program in the next uh, moment or so. I've been having a lot of conversation. We talked about this today on uh, on, on the Dave Glover show. Talked about it when I did my hit with uh, the Chris and Amy show earlier today. I was over with uh, Mark Reardon on our sister station, 97.1. It just, um, it seems one of the big questions is just how much will the Cardinals do this offseason? You know, the idea of bringing in three starting pitchers has been talked about a lot. Are the Cardinals going to bring in three starting pitchers that are considered the one, two, and three, where a where a Michaelis and a Mats all of a sudden become your four and five? Or is it more of a 
finding the top two pitchers and then Michaelis and Mats, and then maybe you bring somebody in who competes for a fifth spot. Those are the kind of conversations and questions we're going to be trying to answer throughout the course of the offseason. Uh, we always enjoy being able to uh, talk with somebody from uh, Fangraphs, and we're going to talk to two of them tonight. Uh, Jay Jaffe's going to join us in about an hour right now. We're happy to go to the Quiver River Electric Guest Line and welcome in a senior writer for Fangraphs. He is Dan Zimborski. Dan, always appreciate your time. How are you? Hey, how's it going? Can I can I talk smack about Jay, and then you won't tell him? Uh, I know you can you can talk smack, and we'll run on it, and uh, we'll play it, and we'll uh, we'll get his immediate reaction, and we'll post it on social media, and we'll just try to disturb the whole Fangraphs world. Well, that takes the fun out of it. <laughs> it depends on which side of it you're on. Yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, there there's been a lot of people who I think. Um, like the the TV ratings discussion gets old. There's a lot of people watching the World Series, even if it was less people than normal. Uh, a lot of people didn't like the idea of the teams that were involved, and I just feel like there's you go through a World Series like this one, and there's a lot of people who are finding the reasons to not like it. Where in reality, the baseball postseason it wasn't a great baseball postseason, but it was solid. Oh no! It, I mean, some of the games were a little lopsided, but it was it was fun. Not many of the teams were that hateable. Uh, we got to see some matchups we hadn't seen before. Uh, we got a, you know a completely unique World Series. Uh, the Rangers won their first ever, and yeah, it wasn't you know the the big markets that I'm sure Rob Manfred would have preferred. But you don't get to choose. It's not like a TV show where you can cast it. If you get in Oakland versus. Pittsburgh World Series, that's what you get. Yeah, I saw, you know, um, Murdoch from Fox was on some sort of earnings call today and was lamenting the matchup. And it makes me feel like, as as a TV network, you need to know that. You need to know that that some years you're just going to have a matchup that might not draw as many casual fans, and and that's an okay place to be. Yeah, and I know... I mean, I'm 45, and for the entirety of my 45 years, I've seen people bemoaning the declining ratings in baseball. And it's true that baseball's ratings are lower than they were 40 years ago, but pretty much every show's ratings are lower than they were 40 years ago. You don't just have, you know, three major channels, cable being more of a niche. Uh, You have streaming. I mean, you didn't have streaming and internet at the time. There's so many more things to do, so many more options out there. And unless something is a true event like the Super Bowl, you're simply going to have less eyes on it than, or fewer eyes on it than 40 years ago. And it's just, everyone has to take that into consideration, I guess. All right, so you're on in St. Louis, and I'm glad that the Rangers won from a St. Louis perspective because I like seeing teams, and this is not to take anything away from the path that the Diamondbacks have been on to get to this point, but I always appreciate the teams that kind of go all in, that spend money, that try to do things the the smart way, but also being aggressive about it for them to be rewarded. And the Rangers over the last two years have spent uh, a lot of money, and I'm always hopeful that when teams do that, that other teams kind of take notice of that. Is it good for baseball when teams with larger payrolls are able to win? Are you on the other side of it? That's good for baseball when a team like Arizona is able to find their way to a victory. I think that there's multiple things that are good. Uh, uh, The thing about Texas is the way they've run has been one of the less cynical teams out there. Yeah. They spent money that obviously that the, team like the A's or the Pirates wouldn't spend. But as you said, they do also go for it. A lot of teams just really kind of just shuffled around at the trade deadline, did little. Well, the Rangers, you know, they picked up Jordan Montgomery. They brought in Max Scherzer. These were big moves, and 
without those moves, it's, there's a very good chance that it would have been the Mariners in the playoffs instead of the Rangers. So you have to admire that. And, of course, you, you like how, what Arizona's done. You like that they've developed from within. You like that they, uh, they have Corbin Carroll, who's you know, probably going to win the NL Rookie of the Year uh, uh, award in a couple of weeks. Uh, you like what that team did coming out of nowhere. So it's, a, it's, a, it's always going to be a mixed bag, I think. But uh, I, I thought the matchup was fun, and I would have been happy with either of those teams winning. And plus, I think from a Cardinals fan perspective, now that the Rangers have their World Series, there are fewer people now that really hate Dave Freeze. <laughs> yeah, the 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 uh, the ghost of Game Six has been uh, exercised in uh, in Arlington. Yeah, it's the. From a Cardinal standpoint, too, and this is probably not just St. Louis, but you mentioned Jordan Montgomery. Adolis Garcia was a Cardinal at one point. Mike Maddox comes over from St. Louis last year, becomes the pitching coach. Uh, you, you got a guy last night on the Arizona side of things, and, and Zach Gallon, who was with the oh Dave McKay over at first base. There were so many Cardinal connections to this World Series, and I think at times that raised the interest for Cardinals fans, but I also think it, it, it created these what could have been type thoughts for Cardinal fans as well. Well, you know, what could have been is something that can consume you and, and you worry too much about it because take, take uh, Adolis Garcia. The thing about him is he wasn't guaranteed by any stretch of the imagination to play like he did in the playoffs or even this season. He was a player who was very up and down and, and the Cardinals, they made a decision on him and pretty much every team could have gotten Garcia at that point. Uh, so I, I, I don't think that, you know, crying over the spilt milk really helps anyone because sometimes teams are in a position to give players more of a chance than other teams. Uh, when Garcia got the same chances a few years ago in St. Louis, when they did have a pretty deep outfield, he might've just been in triple a. So just be happy for the guy and just, you know, move on to tomorrow because, you know, the past is prologue, as they say. What, what does this say about the national league where, in the NL East, the Braves and Phillies are still going to be good. With David Stearns taking over in New York, you would think that they're going to be a whole lot smarter with uh, with their money, but still spend a lot of money. Uh, the NL Central, you've still got a young team like the Brewers. You've got the Cubs who've got some pieces, a, a team like the Reds. Uh, now, I think one of the questions in the West is, do the Diamondbacks take a step forward? Do they take a step back after this? The Dodgers or the Dodgers? Padres are a very interesting situation, especially with the news we got yesterday from a, from a loan standpoint. But Man, it, it really feels like there's a lot more teams in the National League that you can you can kind of see getting into the playoffs than teams that just have no chance going into next year. Yeah, some of the juggernauts, a little has come off them. The Dodgers aren't as deep as they were a few years ago. The Padres, who I never really got to have their juggernaut seasons, are, are, are looking in a weaker position. Really, once you get past the Braves, who despite their loss in the playoffs, are still the deepest team in the NL, I think, from top to bottom. Once you get there, you have a lot of just interesting teams out there. There's a lot of parity in the NL right now. Uh, so when you talk about the Cardinals, of course, the NL Central is pretty wide open. There's no scary team in the Central. So every team, to an extent, controls their own destiny. So the Cardinals won't have a lot of excuses if they're not competitive again in the next year or two. So how do you evaluate some of these other teams? Because the Brewers might be looking for a new manager. There's no guarantee that Craig Council is going to be back. Brandon Woodruff may miss all of 
uh, next season. Uh, the Cubs are a team that we're still trying to figure out how much they're going to go all in on. The Reds are a really, really fun, exciting, but young, unproven team. The Pirates just cannot get out of their rebuild. So th- that's kind of the storylines on, on all of these teams. Is there a team right now, if, they, if the offseason kind of goes the way you would expect it to, who is the class of the Central at the moment? Uh, I'm not even sure if you could say there's a class yeah. of the Central. I think you have four teams that are, are pretty closely bunched. Uh, I know that a lot of people say the Cardinals were awful this year. They're not really bunched, but they're kind of in that same general blob with the rest of the NL Central because every NL Central team has a few serious questions. I think long-term, the Cubs are possibly the most dangerous because they can choose to spend a lot of money if they should uh, do so, uh, and they do have a, a pretty decent core, but there's still a lot of holes in that team. And you look at every team in the NL Central, and there's no one you say, oh, we're, we're afraid of facing them next year. So I think that it's it, obviously the offseason has to happen first before we know for sure. But I think if like the season started today, you'd see the projections have them in a, just a giant clump together. The Cardinals are in a spot where they've got to add a lot of pitching from outside the organization, and that creates the question of, are they producing enough through their own system? And it doesn't seem like they are. As someone who has just watched baseball move forward in the direction that it's gone, how do you evaluate what the Cardinals are doing in terms of, of trying to develop uh, pitching that can be high-level pitching at the major league level? Well, I mean, the, 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 the most economical way to find a pitcher is to develop your own rather than get them in free agency. But – I think if the Cardinals want to compete quickly, they they will have to make some additions in free agency. And the good news there is that when you look on the offensive side of the equation, it's a it's a pretty weak um, just crop out there of free agents. Uh, I mean, Teoscar Hernandez and Jorge Soler are probably among the top four or five outfielders that are available this offseason. That's not an exciting offseason, but pitching, when you need pitching, there are a lot of pitchers out there that or for the taking, Aaron Noah, Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery reunion. You have, you know, Yamamoto and uh, Imanaga coming over from Japan, uh, Marcus Stroman, uh, Sonny Gray. There's, there are a lot of pitching options out there to, to go after. And it would be disappointing if the Cardinals don't end up with one or two of them. Yeah, absolutely. He is uh, Dan Zimborski, senior writer for Fangraphs. Is there any smack that you would like us to uh, send along to Jay Jaffe here in an hour or so? Uh, I don't know. I I'm, I I want to encourage him to shave his mustache because he has a glorious mustache and I can't grow one. Okay. Uh, so, so 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 make fun of that or something. Make him make him feel bad about his mustache we, so he shaves it off. We will pass that along. Dan, always appreciate our time. We hope the people uh, uh, read you and read everything at Fangraphs. Fangraphs is such a. I always tell people that uh, if you want to learn about the game and learn about the way the game is being played right now, uh, Fangraphs is always a great place to start. So thank you so much for uh, taking some time with us, and we'll talk to you again real soon. Always fun. Thanks for having me. You bet. That's Dan Samborski joining us here on the program. When we come back, we'll uh, dive in a little bit more deep on the actual World Series. Levi Weaver covers uh, baseball for The Athletic, and he joins us in just a moment as we roll on with a Gray Bar Sports Open Line on KMOX. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. 
watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This is the Graybar Sports Open Line. Goes bit swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. We are back at it with the Graybar Sports Open Line, the Baseball World Series. Uh, it has come to an end, the baseball season coming to an end last night with the end of the World Series, the offseason arriving. We'll talk a lot of Cardinals here over the next few months as the stove starts to warm up, but we're not quite done with the World Series. And with that, we're happy to go to the Quiver River Electric Guest Line and uh, welcome in from The Athletic, covers uh, Major League Baseball, writes the uh, wind-up Major League Baseball newsletter for The Athletic. He is uh, Levi Weaver. You follow him uh, on uh, Twitter at 32EFUS. That's uh, spelled out. Three two E E P H U S Levi. Thanks for taking uh, some time on what's, what's been a very busy period for you. How are you? Hey man, I'm just glad you guys didn't play Creed as I was coming on. So I'm happy. We're already friends. <laughs> there, <great. laughs> there you go. Um, so uh, you, now you're traveling back, right? You've been in Arizona and you're making your way back to Texas. Yes, I am. I am calling you from uh, terminal terminal four of the Phoenix Airport right now. What's is there? Uh, is there a lot of Rangers fans there? Like, is there? Are you seeing a fair amount of that in the airport? Yeah, there is actually. I, there's there's a guy in a World Series shirt, uh, probably within earshot, uh, that can hear me talking about him right now. So <laughs> there's definitely some Rangers fans uh, at the airport today. This was a Rangers team that took the hard road to get there playing in the wild card round and was just incredible on the road. Obviously they were a very good offensive team throughout most of, of the season. What's the general feeling after a, a team like this finally finds their way to a world series championship, something that the organization had never had. You know, one of the, the recurring themes that I'm seeing from a lot of Rangers fans that I've known for years is almost like the, the exorcism of decades of baseball demons. I mean, you guys are from St. Louis, so I don't need to tell you about 2011. Um, that was that was a big one. Yeah. But there's just been, you know, situation after situation where there will be something that seems hopeful and seems good. I mean, you can even go back to, like, the debut of David Clyde, who was this you know 18-year-old phenom that was called up way too early and was supposed to save the franchise, and then he, you know, blew out his arm and struggled with alcoholism. And, like, every everything that seems like it's going to go good for the Rangers finds a way to just twist the knife a little bit more. And finally, all of those things can stop hurting a little bit because they finally won one. They finally got their championship. And, uh, you know, all of those things start to fade now. Uh, it's It's a sense of relief almost, I think. I'm I'm bummed for Adolis Garcia that he wasn't able to finish out the World Series, but obviously he had an incredible run. And and going back to the Cardinals connections, I, I like the narrative and the storyline of you know they kind of exercised the demons from from that year. And in the same vein, uh, you had Garcia breaking David Freeze's record for RBIs in a postseason. If that's going to happen, it, it seems almost right that it would happen with a with a Ranger doing it. The kismet that I said in game one, and you didn't want to get ahead of yourself after one game, but in the ninth inning, you know, a Rangers right fielder makes a really nice play in right field. And you're like, well, that seems uh, like a metaphor. And, you know, then the home team comes from behind in the ninth inning to tie it. And you're like, you know, I've seen this book. I've I've read this book before. (laughs) And then there's a walk-off home run in the 11th. And you're like, okay, this is weird. And also the right fielder, by the way, 
Garcia had his breakout season at age 28, which was the same age that Nelson Cruz was when he had his breakout season. Claimed, you know, you got him from an NL Central team. Cruz was the Brewers. Garcia was the Cardinals. And, yeah, by the way, it was the Cardinals. And and he did pass David Fries for the most RBIs in a postseason. So there were just a lot of eerie parallels that made it start to feel like, okay, maybe this is the year. Maybe it happens this year. Uh, but as I said, you know, decade after decade of just getting – you know, right to the brink of something good happening and then ripping fans' hearts out. Uh, you didn't. You just kept your fingers crossed until the last out. There were a lot of Cardinal connections, obviously, Garcia having been in the organization. You had Jordan Montgomery coming over at the trade deadline. You had Mike Maddox mm-hmm. moving into the pitching coach role at the beginning of the season. Uh, with Montgomery, we saw how he pitched, and, and it would be a dumb question to ask you about his impact from a pitching standpoint because we can all read a box score. But beyond that, how important was Montgomery in his addition? So important. I mean, you just... I think one of the things we saw in the playoffs this year, and not just from the Rangers, there were there were a lot of teams that basically had two starters, um, and then kind of a third one maybe, and then just a bunch of guys in the bullpen. Um, for the Rangers, they made those trades at the deadline, and you would think that Max Scherzer would be the big addition, but he struggled with injuries, and uh, I wouldn't say he's a non-factor. You know, three scoreless innings isn't nothing in that in that game that he pitched, but it was Jordan Montgomery that was really the hero throughout the throughout the postseason, and. Um, yeah, I mean, his addition allowed them to push basically an entire rotation of starting pitchers into the bullpen. You know, Martin Perez, Andrew Keeney, uh, let's see who else did they have? Cody Bradford, uh, John Gray. There's one, I'm, there's one I'm leaving off. I've gone through this list a lot this week. But, but basically, they renovated their bullpen by being able to push those starting pitchers back in, into the bullpen and sort of eliminate some of the guys who hadn't been so effective this year. They brought some old-school leadership in in Bruce Bochy and Mike Maddox, and uh, while while I call them old-school guys, it's more because of their age. They're people who really communicate well, and uh, it seems like from a leadership standpoint, uh, just the charisma, whatever you want to call it, what did those kind of guys mean for this organization to have them leading the way? You know, I've, I've kind of always underestimated, I think, the effect of a manager. Like, if they make the right moves, then what does it matter? Um, this was the year when I finally saw it, and I finally understood, and I can tell you exactly when, I, when the, the penny dropped for me. It was after Jose Altuve hit that ninth-inning home run in Arlington, and the Astros took a 3-2 lead against the Rangers, and it felt like, boy, here we go again. And, you know, the Rangers are going to lose to the Astros, and that, honestly, for a lot of fans, I almost think beating the Astros in the ALCS was as meaningful, if not more so, than the World Series. Um, but it, it seemed pretty dire. That was the third game in a row that they lost, and it just felt like, here we go. The collapse is on. They're going to lose game six, and it's going to be all over. And they came out in Houston in game six, and they were very calm, collected, and they beat the Astros twice in game six and seven in Houston. And that, to me, was the first time where I went and looked at a, at a team and went, oh, that's Boach. That is, that's the mindset that he has sort of, exuded from day one in spring training and you know the players they've they've got some good veterans they've got some very calm players but i really think bochi's guidance and just calm been there before done that before mindset was was very helpful to the team uh in in that in that time we talk about it a lot with dusty baker his ability through even into an older age to really be able to relate to players can we say the same thing about a bruce bochi 
Yeah, oh, he he related to players. I mean, people loved him, and I think part of it was the the sense that look, he's done this before. He knows what it takes to get us there, and so there was a sense of trust there. But Bochy's a pretty easygoing guy, you know. Like I I really liked Chris Woodward when he was in Texas. We got along great, and I was sad to see him go. And you never know when a new manager comes in. Like, all right, how's this guy going to treat the press? Uh, how how's the how's it going to be with the media? From day one, he was just. What you see in the interviews is what you would see in the the closed door, like, you know, managers meetings and just the same guy all the time, laid back, remembered people's names, was kind, wasn't defensive, wasn't a jerk about it. And just kind of he just gets along with people well. And I think that's an important um, thing to have when you're a manager. I'll finish you off with this. And this question is probably premature, but I'll ask it nonetheless. The, the old adage in sports, uh, you know, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. This organization has spent a ton of money over the last two years. Now they win a World Series. Do you get the sense that they're going to continue to try to push and get better and be aggressive? Or is it more a uh, run it back with a lot of the guys that are already around? Boy, it's a good question. I think they know that the bullpen needs to improve over last year. I don't think that's any secret. Um the thing that I'm watching on the radar is you know, the Rangers have spent a lot of money lately. Does this signal a willingness to, you know, bring out the big paycheck and, and try to be the team that lands Shohei Otani? Um, that would be super exciting for the Rangers. Uh, I, I don't know. It seems unlikely, but I, I kind of think Chris Young is very, he's very more openly competitive. I think all general managers are competitive. Chris Young just probably wears it a little bit more on his sleeve than most. Um, I, I think he was, it meant a lot to him being somebody who grew up in North Texas in the Dallas area to bring the first World Series to the Rangers. But I don't think he's the type to just be like, okay, cool, did it, dust off my hands, and you know everything after this is cake. I think while they've got this core together, he wants it to be as good as it can be and win as many as they can. Um, so I, I do think that they'll be aggressive in trying to continue to improve. He is uh, Levi Weaver, covers baseball, covers the Rangers, writes the uh, wind-up Major League Baseball newsletter for The Athletic. You follow him on Twitter at uh, 3-2-EFIS. Levi, thank you so much for the time on what I know is a busy travel day for you. We really appreciate it, and uh, hopefully we can uh, catch up again in the future. Happy to do it. Hope you guys have a great day. Awesome. You too. That is uh, Levi Weaver joining us here via the Quiver River Electric Guest Line, and appreciate him taking a few moments with us. Little little creed there. Is that what we've got going on here in, in honor of the uh, Texas Rangers? I've got, uh, I saw something funny on uh, on Facebook. I don't have it right in front of me right now. I'll mention it coming up in uh, in the next segment. And uh, yeah, we got a few other things to get to, but it's Creed related, Creed adjacent. Uh, we'll get to that coming up in just a moment or so as we continue on with a uh, Gray Bar Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. This is America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Back at it here on a Gray Bar Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauley. Matt Pajeski is uh, running things today, sports producer extraordinaire. We went to a uh, break before just a few moments ago with a little Creed. And if you don't know, Creed became... Uh, an anthem of this year's Major League Baseball playoffs and for uh, for the Texas Rangers. So I saw this on Facebook. A friend of mine who I went to college with is now the athletic director down in uh, Fulton at uh, William Woods University, a guy by the name of uh, Steve Wilson. And he posted this on his uh, Facebook. This was a memo 
that the athletic director at William Woods University sent out to the entire game operations and communication staff uh, down there. He said it was regarding notice of ban, all music by Creed. You ready for this one, Matt Pajeski? The memo reads, Athletic staff at William Woods University, please use this memorandum as official notice that all music by the band Creed is hereby banned at athletics facilities owned by or contracted by William Woods University during official athletic events. Scott Stapp clearly stole his voice via witchcraft from Eddie Vedder as evidenced in MTV's Celebrity Deathmatch, which originally aired August 26th of 2001. I appreciate your cooperation in this necessary band of music that hurts my head. In reality, I really do like Creed, but if my college roommates found this out, I would be kicked out of our fantasy football league and removed from the group text. I am a three-time fantasy football league champion, and the group text is something I look forward to each morning almost as much as playing Immaculate Grid for Major League Baseball as well as Wordle. Sincerely, Steve Wilson, Director of Athletics. William Woods University. If you were a game operations staffer, Matt Pajeski, and you received that memo that you were not allowed to play Creed, would you be sad? Oh, yeah. Are you a Creed guy? I mean, I like it, but... I mean, I don't hate it. Yeah. I think they're very similar, like Nickelback. Yeah. Creed's a little bit more family-friendly. There's, like, the kind of the <laughs> religious aspect to, to Creed, where Nickelback doesn't have that so much. No, definitely not. Um, yeah. they got some bangers. Maybe, like, two. Bangers? Do they really... I mean... They have songs that are somewhat enjoyable. I feel like that's the that's the height of Creed. Somewhat enjoyable. That song "Higher" was a huge hit, wasn't it? Yeah, but it was. I don't think it was more than like somewhat enjoyable. Banger, banger. I don't know about that. Uh, wanted to mention this, and you know, earlier I when I was talking with Dan Zimborski, I mentioned the fact that I was kind of rooting for the Rangers because I like seeing teams that are bold being rewarded. And the Rangers went all in in the offseason the last two years with the money that they spent. They went all in at the trade deadline. Max Scherzer, Jordan Montgomery. I enjoy seeing teams go all in. And I always hope that when teams that go all in have success, it encourages other teams to do much the same. And then we find out what we found out yesterday. The San Diego Padres, who have been the dictionary definition of all-in over the last few years with nothing, with almost nothing to show for it. They've had had fantastic attendance numbers. But this goes to show you, and I'm not, in no way am I trying to uh, paint Major League Baseball owners as, as poor. They're not. A lot of times, the value of a team and the, the, the fluidity, I guess, from a financial standpoint is found somewhat in the value of the team. And, and that's just, that's not saying that there's not uh, financial flexibility with just about every baseball team out there. I've always believed that every baseball team out there could probably spend a little bit more, more money than they currently do. But we found out yesterday that the San Diego Padres had actually taken out a loan for $50 million. And when you look at the Padres' payroll, it it doesn't fit the market size that they're in. Now, some argue that, yeah, San Diego might be technically a smaller market, but it's really not. It's very close to Los Angeles. It's in Southern California. So even though you're separating San Diego out as a media market, 
Uh, when you really look at where it's located and what's close to, it really isn't a small market team. And that argument is had all the time. It just it makes me uncomfortable. And maybe I'm just not completely understanding of ways that business is done at a high level. And I know that big businesses and big corporations that make millions, if not billions of dollars are, you know, take out loans all the time to pay for things as opposed to using maybe the, uh, the financial resources that an owner has being able to put into it. But it does make me a little bit uncomfortable when a team like the San Diego Padres have to take out a loan for $50 million. Now, major league baseball actually uh, says how much you are allowed to take out. If you are a team and you want to take out a loan, the amount that you can take out is determined by baseball. And the report that uh, the reporting came from the athletic, I believe it said that the Padres initially wanted to take out a $100 million loan and baseball said, no, uh, that's going to leverage you too much. And you got to, you have to take out a $50 million loan. I don't want, so Going back to the way I started this segment, not the Creed thing after that, talking about the Rangers being aggressive. Uh, As much as I appreciate the fact that teams go all in and get rewarded, what concerns me, because I do think just about every team out there can spend a little bit more money if they want to, I don't want teams to be able to say, well, look at the Padres. Look at what they did. Look at how much money they spent in payroll. They, they were selling out every single game. They were getting good TV ratings, yada, 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 and they still didn't have the money that they had to have to, to fulfill all of their obligations. How, how do you expect us to go spend X amount of dollars when the Padres are spending that much and they have to take out a loan for $50 million? The bottom line is the ownership of the Padres have more than $50 million at their disposal, and they didn't have to take out the loan. If they just wanted to put more money into the business, they absolutely could have done that. But it's not a great look when they do that. And now I am going to be very curious moving forward what happens with the Padres here moving forward uh, from a financial standpoint and from a payroll standpoint. I kind of a, They take out a $50 million loan. They haven't been overly successful the last couple of years. I feel like there's a pretty good chance that we're going to see that payroll come down. Maybe we see some of their star players get traded. I don't think that is uh, out of the realm of possibility, so we will keep an eye on that moving forward. It's a Gray Bar Sports Open Line on a Thursday night here on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. 
and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.